Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, adventures, and ghosts. This is News Fighters. Where we fight the news so you don't have to. With Dylan Behan. Hello, yes, and welcome to News Fighters. And this week we're launching a, a brand new uh, sub-format of News Fighters, I guess you could call it. It's called the News Fighters Book Club. Oprah, don't sue me, please. And uh, what we're doing is um, I'm interviewing authors about some of the latest books uh, they've written um, mostly Australian authors and about things that I think the listeners of News Fighters will find interesting. So politics, economics, history, uh, things like that. And I'm going to kind of be sporadically releasing News Fighters Book Club episodes uh, throughout the year when I um, find books and authors that uh, I like to read and uh, they send me free copies of the books. Um, and for anyone who says I'm just doing this for the free copies of the books, shut up! Anyways, the first author I'm talking to on the News Fighters Book Club is Eliza Riley about her new book, Sheila's Badass Women of Australian History, out through Pan Macmillan Australia and available where all good books are sold. Check it out. Joining me now is uh, Eliza Riley, a writer, director, performer behind the great ABC show Growing Up Gracefully and the web series uh, Sheila's, which is now a brand new book, Sheila's Badass Women of Australian History. Welcome to News Fighters, Eliza. Thanks for having me and good on you for reading more. Thank you. It's my it's my aim for, for 2022. It kind of went by the wayside with the whole pandemic thing. It's, you know, it's I want to avoid the doom scrolling and read about you know, history and, and interesting things, more inspiring things. Well, I'm going to give you a glimpse into the best book in the entire world, my book. <laughs> um, now, for, for people overseas or people who aren't familiar with the term, what's a Sheila? I always thought of it as being derogatory or a bit of a slur. You're trying to, like, re recapture or empower the word with this, yeah? Well, that's exactly right, Dylan. It, in fact was meant to be a slur that came about during the Second World War to sort of 
it was a name that you would call a loose party girl. <laughs> you, you call her a Sheila. Um, but in writing Sheilas and creating Sheilas, I had no idea that being a loose party girl was a bad thing. <laughs> And that that was not what you were supposed to be when you grow up. And, but no, really for me, Sheila's is a term that I have repurposed to mean a woman who sees the way that things are working and says, up with this, I will not put, and does it her own way. And um, it started as a great web series in 2018, which I I binged last night, four episodes, really oh, holds up. I love it. Bless you. How did... It's evergreen. It's evergreen. It, it, is, very, it is very evergreen um, uh, because it's set in, in history. Um, how, did, how did the web series come about and then how did it get turned in, into this book? Well, actually, back back in the day, it feels like history now, but in 2016, 2017, Screen Australia launched this initiative called Gender Matters, where they just injected the, the sector of film and television in Australia with a bunch of support and a bunch of cash to say, we want more women on screen and we want more women making those stories. And so Sheila's is about badass women of Australian history made by women of Australia. So it was a perfect fit. And then uh, from there, uh, my wonderful editor and publisher, Kate Blake uh, at Pan Macmillan was like, this is a perfect book. Let's write it. And what, what made you choose the, there's 13 in the book and there was four in the web series. What, what made you choose these 13? What was the, what was the research process like? Well, we, that's a really good question. And it was definitely something that I discussed and we discussed. And the real strategy was don't, Eliza, don't go out there and try and sort of bucket, you know, oh, we've got to have a First Nations. Oh, we've got to have a differently abled. Like we didn't want to do that at all. Um, it Initially, we really wanted these like stories to uh, just really the criteria was what was the story that I wanted to run to the pub and go <laughs> tell my girlfriends and my mates about. And they happen to be First Nations women, differently abled women, uh, women from all different socioeconomic backgrounds. And it was just about being like, what do you think is amazing? And turns out there's been amazing women since almost history began, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and you've got the whole spectrum of Australian history here. You've got Marianne Bug, who is a bush ranger, um, Annette Kellerman, who was, I guess, a mermaid. <laughs> Correct. I, I call her a mermaid. Yeah, for sure. Um, all the way up to Nancy Wake, who was like a French resistance Nazi fighter. Uh, Correct. Merle Thornton, um, who chained herself to a bar when women weren't allowed in bars, which is just like... Yeah, what, what are some of the parts of history that you learnt that you're like, wow, I can't believe Australia used to be like this? Well, definitely Merle Thornton in the 1960s. You know, it's within living memory and mm. Merle actually read the script of her episode of the web series. But not women not being able to be allowed in public spaces was kind of, it's kind of bananas to me and I found it really difficult to sort of be able to sort of retell these ideas because I didn't really get it myself. I'm like, okay, mm. wait, wait, wait. So you're saying that women weren't allowed in public spaces because 
they might overhear some swear words, which was bananas to me because women are the best swearers that I know. And yes. So, you, yeah. Proof yeah. that in the web series, some great, some great swearing in that. I know. It made you bleep the so. C-bomb though. That was, that was a bit, bit shocking. I know. It's because kids and um, history classes and history teachers kept being like, we want to play this in our classroom. <laughs> But if you drop the C-bomb a million times in eight minutes, we can't do it. And we're like, all right, fine. Um, But, yeah, there's also some swearing uh, in this book as well. Uh, Look, everything about the way that, I guess, society or the patriarch puts these little hurdles and loopholes through the, I guess, the experience of you know, like these loopholes that women have to jump through and hurdle are always shocking because they're so creative, um, but they're never surprising. Like riding side saddle is so weird. Like why, like why did you come up with that as a reason that women like couldn't ride away from their lives faster? They're like, no, 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 you have to ride a horse sideways. And like- yeah, so the, everything about the way that women have been sort of, I guess, quarterized or attempted to be is always so weird. And you, you were talking about that with Catherine Hay Thompson and you list all the ways that women could be put into asylums in the- Yeah, uh, Catherine, yeah. Catherine Hay Thompson was an 1800s undercover yes. journalist who put herself in a mental asylum under the guise of being a, a female patient or an inmate, as they used to call them. And she wrote about what she saw there and like the treatment of women in these facilities. And in the book, I have this really, really shivers me timbers disturbing bit where I list all the real reasons that women were admitted to mental facilities uh, during the 1800s. Just going back to that theme, I, I did feel like a theme of the book is, of course, women rebelling, but often the things they're rebelling against are moral codes put in place by men to keep their existing power structures safe. Is the message to young women here, like, even today, fuck the system, <laughs> fight the power? Like, is I that mean, the takeaway? I- what do you want young women to get from this book? I what the real takeaway is I want a you know a bunch of blokes in the pub after a hard day's work you know they're all they, they that's a space before would be it would be filled up with Ned Kelly stories or Don Bradman yeah. stories or I just Warnie. want someone yeah Warney I just want one of the blokes to go hey but do you know that the most wanted person by the Nazis in World War II was actually a chick that grew up in North Sydney and she judo chopped a Nazi to death? Or I want a young woman at her dinner table when maybe a family member is kind of snuffing her a little bit because she's a naughty girl. I want her to maybe not even flip the dinner table, but I want her to know in her heart that like what's right and wrong or what's immoral or immoral isn't for someone else to put on you. That's like Mm. your own journey. And, or even like a girl before she goes and asks for a pay rise, which is like such a hard thing to do, you know, thinks of badasses like Mel Thornton who wanted a beer. So she chained herself to the bar. So maybe asking for like 5% increase on your super (laughs) isn't that scary. Absolutely. Now, Australians are notoriously bad at knowing their own history. I think more Aussies probably know who like Rosa Parks is than Faith mm. Bandler and the 
in the action yes. girls. Why is this? Why are Australians so bad or know so little about their own history, do you think? That's a really good question. It's also, it's, there's like a logistical part of it that is like printer ink is super expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Distributing. True. Well, like you have to look at it like I want to be able to say like rah, rah, because we hate ourselves. But it, it's also like a very complex, um, holistic um, deficit. Like there are the, the way that we transport information around our big wide country with the desert in the middle of it um, during the 20th century is difficult. Um, and even the fact that like the way that we treat our First Nations people is different from the way that say like the Americans treat their um their African American population there and it's just like we tell our stories in different ways and that's not good or bad but it also needs to be you know rounded out around the edges and that's what I feel like Sheila's is trying mm. to do trying to just add a bit more diversity and information to the like five stories that we keep telling over and over and over again to be like oh there's some more there's some more here you know but, but surely the, the education system's uh, a little bit to blame. Uh, education Minister Alan Tudge, um, there's a big yeah. kind of w- history war happening in, in the curriculum right now. Education Minister Alan Tudge has said he doesn't want students being taught a negative view of our history. History curriculum, particularly that for years 7 to 10, paints an overly negative view of Australia. But I want people to come out having learnt about our country with a love of it. And Scott Morrison, I think, even refused to acknowledge our history of blackbirding, something that you do mention in the book, oh, uh, which shocked yeah. me. These are the words from the Prime Minister that sparked outrage. It was a pretty brutal place, but there was no slavery in Australia. His comments shocking those whose ancestors were part of a practice called blackbirding that saw more than 60,000 people brought to Australia to work on sugarcane farms. Well, surely Australians need to be taught history warts and all. Well, here's, that is true. I believe that that is true. But you know what? Like I learned about these Sheilas after I graduated high school. And if I, and that really lit a fire in my belly. That really made me drive towards these stories in a way that perhaps I wouldn't have if it was just taught by a boring, crusty old history teacher, the story of Nancy Wake. It's not necessarily like what the stories are. It's also how you discover them and what they mean to you. So I'm not exactly like I know that Scott Morrison like denied blackbirding in the slave trade, which was mm-hmm. like, but that would that it, it sometimes you don't always learn the best lessons from the good guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, you know, just because they're saying like, we want a like the good, we only want the good of Australia. Like these kids are super smart and they yep. will work out that there is like disinformation and that will, I, I'm not stressed about it. Like, even if they try and censor history, these children will grow into intelligent adults who will find the truth themselves and be even more vitriolic about it then. Yeah, ho- hopefully. And and people, and that, that this is why people can go and discover books like yours. Exactly. I've got to have a gig, Dylan, you know. <laughs> <laughs> filling the gap up. in the market. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so, yes, the, the web series was fantastic. Now, uh, if... Let's just hypothetically, Screen Australia or someone comes to you and is like, all right, make a movie. Here's $20 million. Make a movie out of one subject, one woman in your book. Who would you pick? Who's got the best, who's got the most like Hollywood story, the most dynamic feature filmy story in there? I reckon that there needs to be a movie made about Marianne Bug, the First Nations Bush Ranger. 
who is the most badass woman ever. I start the book with her. Uh, and she, I would argue, is the most best, better, bestest bushranger because she went undetected for so long. Mm. You know, these, these egomaniacs like Captain Thunderbolt and Ned Kelly didn't get the memo that being a good criminal means that you don't get caught. And Marianne didn't. And she protected herself and her 13 children. And wow. she, yeah, she uh, she lived to the age of 70, which even today is statistically unique for a First Nations woman, let alone in the 1800s. Mm. And she's just incredible. And, you know, considering that there's like a bajillion movies about Ned Kelly, there surely needs to be one about Marianne Bug. Yeah, and she would do, I saw in the web series, she would basically be reconnaissance. Um, yes. And sneak into the villages and, and make sure police weren't there. Like that's that's like a dramatic tension right there. She had she taught her husband Captain Thunderbolt, the, the the famous one, the guy that has all the glory, the guy that has all the monuments, and she has zero monuments. Hmm. Uh, you know, she taught him how to read and write. And because of her experience knowing country, knowing the land, but then also getting a formal Western education, that's her superpower. She was able to work out the blind spots of all the stupid whiteies around the place. Um, you know, for instance, she'd say that she was Maori. So that's how she was able to get, you know, across country, wow. uh, un, you know, unsupervised by a man and also riding astride as in like normal, mm. um, which was not a thing to do. And But she knew that white people were so freaking dumb. She was like, no, I'm not Indigenous, I'm Maori. And they're like, ooh, exotic. And she was like, fuck off and just rode, stole all their money. I love her. Or she'd be like, I'm pregnant and they'd let her go. <laughs> yes, she knew she had this amazing brain that was able to think steps ahead in a way that her dropkick husband never could. And the um, the writing tone of the book is particularly funny. This isn't the kind of Peter Fitzsimons or Robert Hughes history book you're used to reading. There's a lot of jokes in there. I read you're, you're actually influenced by two of my favourite comedians, John Oliver and Samantha Bee, yeah? What was yeah. the... Um, what was the aim with writing it? Were you adding jokes or adding facts as you were writing it? Oh, well, it was super important for me that the reader understood what was a joke and yep. what was real because history is so bananas that sometimes you have to be like, no, this is real. I'm, mm. I'm promised that this is the truth. So that it had to be really, it, it meant a lot to me to make it clear that this was me embellishing Eliza and then this was actually the story, just like how you would if you were telling the story at a pub. But uh, I guess John Oliver and Samantha B they have this fantastic way of not talking down to their audience. If there's a really complex issue, they don't tie it up neatly with a bow and they really demand that their audience is as smart as they are. And they just go, come on, guys, you can keep up with us. We're not going to play it down for you. This is really tough. Let's do it together. And I really love that. And I wanted to put that in my retelling of history about being like, this isn't binary. This is super complicated. And like, I haven't, I haven't got all the answers for you, but I really want to give you the best information that I can find. And just finally, um, so let's just say 50 or 100 years from now, you or someone is doing the next volume of Sheila's about badass Australian women of the early 21st century. Who's yes. in it? Who's in it? 
That is such a good question. And I I get little glimpses of who they could be. You know, everyone says Grace Tame. But I'm like, yes. but Grace Tame also is like using the system to her benefit, which is yep. beautiful for Grace Tame. But sometimes I'm like, mm, we don't know who they are. They're the ones that are in the gray zone. Yep. They're the ones that are for changing the world for themselves. And then it happens to change the world for others. So I feel like... I want to keep my ear close to the ground because a Sheila, you know, isn't necessarily in it for glory or for the tweets or for the likes or the follows. Um, there's a woman, there is a woman who got uh, arrested in New York City for doing the like the biggest cryptocurrency uh, robbery ever. She like helped rob like $4 billion worth of crypto. Mm-hmm. And uh, then she's like kind of gone unknown. I'm like, Let's talk about her. I haven't read about her. Like, where's her story? And that happened like a couple of months ago. So it's the ones that are always like shoved to the side and told like, you're not good enough. I think in a hundred years, they'll be ripe for picking. Yes, time will tell. And that's one of the great things about the book is it's all these women we've never heard about or most of us haven't. And um, you shine a light Do you want to be nominated? (laughs) Do you want to be nominated for a Sheila in a hundred years? Maybe (laughs) you've got some work to do. Yeah. Yep, it's it's absolutely true. All right, Eliza, thanks for your time. The book is called Sheila's Badass Women of Australian History, spelt ass. Now, is was that an editor? Oh, is that your editors? God. Is there a big fight over that? Dude, it's Australian. It should be ass, A R S E. Dude, the boomers are coming <laughs> for me. Like, really, like when the book came out, there's always that vulnerability of like, oh, oh no, people are gonna, people are gonna not like it because it's about women. Or people are because I swear, no, people love it. Australia loves the book, but they're like, but you swore in an un-Australian way. Like that's what I love about Australians is they're like, you hurt me so much because that swear word is not how we spell it and i love australians like no other country would get pissed off at that um but i love that they've embraced sheila's and really that's the only hate i've gotten for for that spelling (laughs) amazing all right eliza thanks for your time where can people find the book and and find you on socials oh my gosh dylan people can find the books at all good booksellers all around the country and via pan mcmillan and they can find out more about me on Instagram at riley.eliza and then on Twitter. I think it's the same handle, but yeah, keep up because there's going to be so much more Sheila's to come. Oh, we can't wait. Excellent. Thanks for your time, Eliza Riley. Thanks, mate. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yes, big thank you to author Eliza Riley and her book Sheila's Badass Women of Australian History uh, is out now uh, on Penn Macmillan Australia, available where all good books are sold and uh, available as an ebook and even available at some department stores, I believe. So, yes, check it out. It's really fun rollick through uh, some parts of Australian history you're probably not familiar with. And also check out, look on YouTube, the Sheila's web series uh, is also just fantastic. Uh, really, really great watch. Anyways, that's the News Fighters Book Club for this week. Uh, I'm not saying what the next book is because I don't know yet. Uh, but uh, stick around and uh, I'm going to be interviewing more great authors throughout the year uh, whenever uh, the chance arises. And if you'd like me to interview you about your book, reach out on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at NewsFightersPod. Uh, or you can email me at uh, Dylan at NewsFighters. Uh, com. Don't forget, hit subscribe on YouTube and on your podcasting apps. And uh, we'll be back with uh, regular episodes where I play wacky clips in, uh, from the news and yell at them uh, next time. So, yes, thanks for listening. That's News Fighters, and bye for now. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.